This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Owners Radio with your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor of the show. Time to get involved and get active. Together, we will win. Now here's Dave, Joe, and Michael on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. This is Dave Stahl. And he is Michael Schwartz, and we got Joe Dramisi, and this is FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Well, this hour is brought to you by our good friends at Cali Key. Drop in a Cali Key into your AR 15 or AR 10 to instantly make it California compliant. For more information, check out Cali Key at calikey.com. That's K A L I K E Y.com. And for self defense and emergencies, that can happen to anyone, and unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24 7, 365 days a year with the comprehensive self defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take, day, don't take days off, and neither does U.S. Law Shield. Get a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at uslawshield.com. This segment is brought to you by the San Diego County Gun Owners. Go to www.sdcgo.org. We've moved out the uh, gun prom to uh, October the 3rd, so there's still time to get yourself a table or a chair. Doesn't make any difference to us, but you'll have a ton of fun at the town and country, and it'll be an outdoor setting. All right, Joe Germisi, our covert blogger, has an article that he's going to write for his uh, location in San Diego County gun owners. And what will the topic be, my friend? So, uh, yeah, it'll be a little bit different this week. Normally I talk about the article that I wrote and published on the page. Uh, today I'm going to talk about the article that I'm about to write and publish and put on the page. So it'll be up there, uh, probably tomorrow, but the, uh, the subject was, um, or the title, I guess, of the article will be, uh, the NRA and in support of an imperfect organization. And uh, you may have seen, you know, the NRA has been in the news a lot lately for a lot of different things. Um, there were some problems um, probably a year ago or so. Uh, you know, they were accusing uh, Wayne LaPierre and some of the other ones of doing this or that and uh, the big us, the big dust up with uh, Oliver North and stuff. And um, the latest thing, I guess, came from the uh, attorney general in um, New York State, uh, someone named, I think it's Letitia James. Uh, who's a real hardcore left winger? She got elected, I think, in 2018. Her big, um, one of her big pillars on in her election was she was going to destroy the NRA. That and was she, that's of, been she's been doing this for days and days and days. This is not new. They just did this a couple of days ago. Is where where she filed a. Uh, but I mean, she's been wanting to. to oh, so, since 2018, she's yeah, been talking ever about since yeah, she came in office. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now she's finally doing it. And what's interesting is the way she's doing it. She's saying that they are a, uh, a corrupt organization. And because of these things, uh, I think she's listed 18 things they've accused LaPierre and some of the other executives of, um, that the organization needs to be dismantled and taken apart and destroyed. And that's what she's doing. None of these people that, that she's accused of been, have been, um, accused of a crime or anything like that. True. Um, but she's saying the organization um, generates a, what did she say, a, um, 
a, an environment of greed or something like mm-hmm. that or promotes an environment of greed. <clears throat> and she's saying they misused funds and did that and everything. And it's it's just a rank political move. I mean, it's it's no coincidence that this is happening now, what, two and a half months before the presidential election. And um, it's interesting because some people, and what I wanted to talk about in terms of supporting you know, a, um, an organization that's not perfect, no organization is, but, um, you know, a year or so ago when this first started coming out with the NRA, there were a number of um, gun people, some pretty, you know, um, some pretty well-known gun people that I respect, you know, the, uh, for the stuff that they do. And a lot of these people were coming out and saying that, you know, they couldn't support the NRA or you shouldn't support the NRA or things like that. And, you know, what I would say to some of these people is that, you know, we have guns. I mean, we have the ability to own guns today. And we were just talking about the Second Amendment. But realistically, a big part of the reason that we're still able to do that today is because of the NRA and the stuff that they do. And there's no organization. I mean, there's 5 million people in that group. There's no organization um, where you're going to agree with everything they do or every person that's in there or every statement they make. But looking at the big picture, you know, if the NRA were to go away, yeah, where would you be without them? Well, exactly. And, uh, you know, you have to take a look at that or consider that. So that's what I was, um, you know, wanted to talk about a little bit, um, for people, cause there's different organizations you could support. And we make that, that mistake, I think as conservatives and as gun owners, you know, as gun owners in particular, conservatives in general, um, you don't see us get that fired up the way we should about a lot of things. Um, few things get us fired up. Fortunately, Donald Trump seems to get us fired up. So hopefully that'll work out. <laughs> but um, a lot of times, you know, I, when I uh, used to talk like shooting at Pala, for instance, we used to do a shooter's uh, safety meeting at the beginning. And they used to have me talk for a few minutes about uh, the gun owners and things that were going on. And, you know, a lot of times it was like people didn't care. I mean, people just I just want to shoot my gun. I yeah. don't care about this stuff. Do we have to wear cover today? Well, <laughs> yeah. And that's the... Um, you know, it, it's um, it's unfortunate because the left, the people that don't want you to have guns are very busy. They're very well organized. They're very funded. And one of the things they do, one of the tactics they've always done um, is to try to split people and to try to turn people against one another. You, you saw this um, for eight years with a former president trying to pit blacks against whites, rich, rich against poor. And in the gun owner community, you know, they do this thing with the NRA. You try to get gun owners that normally would support things. Oh, I can't support them anymore. Um, There's one guy whose videos I watch all the time, really enjoyable stuff, learn a lot of stuff on there, uh, who used to put, include in his videos, uh, he would urge everyone to, you know, become a member of the NRA. And about a year ago when they were having some problems like that, he came on and he said, well, I, I still support them, but I'm not going to urge people to join. And it's like, you know what, you're helping the other side when you do that kind of stuff. And what I would say to gun owners, you know, you need to get involved. You can't just sit back anymore. And, you know, you should join the NRA. Uh, There's a number of other ones out there, the Gun Owners of America. These are all cheap organizations to join, the San Diego County Gun Owners, for sure, if you're here in San Diego. Uh, But you need to be a member of, of a number of these things really. And then if you find one that you really are in line with and really in tune with, then send them extra money. Cause the thing with the NRA, um, you know, they're by being a member, you help them because numbers are important, but, uh, your membership just as being a member of the NRA doesn't go to the legal political stuff that comes from the uh, NRA ILA side of it. So you actually have to give them money to do that. 
But the thing is, you know, we need to support the, these people and you need to not let the left, um, you know, split us up. Uh, we talked about this a little, I think you mentioned, uh, Dave, um, that, um, when you have a company like, uh, who's the, the judge, uh, Janine is the one yeah. that you see on there. And she was talking about this NRA thing and what a blatant, uh, political thing it is. She was saying she's done cases where she's found, uh, executives or people in a company guilty of stealing of this or that. She said, you don't dissolve the company, right? You know, you go after these people that did this. Okay, well, what fine. About you deal with that. Yeah, there's, you could name I mean, dozens one, of companies one like that. that. You know, I mean, if anything should be shut down because they were doing some pretty terrible things, but no one's going to shut them down. No, and that's why, and again, and uh, again, this thing with the with the NRA, it's just a blatant political right. thing. And and I like, uh, what was it, Trump? And, and I think even the uh, the AG from Texas said, come on out here and, uh, you know, uh, set up in Texas. You know, come someplace where you're wanted, where yeah. you're appreciated. Well, right. I, th- I think it's possible to say, and I think that people need maybe need to give this some thought, it's it's possible to say, hey, you know what? The leadership needs to change. The Some of the employees need to change. Uh, even the direction needs to change. And I'm going to continue to be a member and support them. I think that you can do both of those things. Right. I understand that how people think, well, hey, I'm, I'm not going to support them. Hopefully that'll make things change. Well, I think the NRA should have term limits just like, you know, you know, Congress and, and what have you. Well, not Congress, but I think term limits would help a lot of these situations because, you know, you stay there long enough and next thing you know, all of a sudden all that money is your money. It you know? kind of feels that way. To, it seems like it feels that way to, to them. You know? Well, yeah, and I think that that's what a lot of people that, you know, on the outside looking in feel that way too. And, and, and they get complacent and they get to a point where – and we haven't even looked into it. We don't even know the facts of the case. Right. You know, we don't know if any of these allegations are true, which you know it's hard to make a make a determination. No, and on they've that. they've filed they've filed a countersuit against the state of New York well, of course for this did. too, which you would expect. But um, you know, by the way, are you moving back to New York? Because they're having a fit because nobody with money is coming back to New York. <laughs> yeah, Cuomo said he'd buy me a drink. Right? Yeah, I, I know. He told me he'd buy me a drink, too. So I've already got my bags packed. I just haven't told my wife yet. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. we got a fantastic guest coming up next. So you definitely do not want to touch that dial. This is Gun Owners Radio on FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. There's more Gun Owners Radio with Dave, Joe, and Michael to come on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome back. This is FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. This is Gun Owners Radio, and we have a very comical board operator by the name of Brandon. This segment is brought to you by California Assault Weapon Laws. Make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key. You'll convert any mil-spec direct impingement AR pattern rifle into a straight full-bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Go to K-A-L-I-K-E-Y. Dot com. This segment sponsored by the good folks at U.S. Law Shield, uslawshield.com. If you own any firearm, talk to the good folks at U.S. Law Shield about what happens after the bang. So who you got for your special guest today, Mike? Very special guest. Of course, the intro music was a bit of a hint. We have San Diego County Sheriff Bill Gore on us to talk about CCWs and a couple other things. How are you, Sheriff? 
Good, good. How are you doing today, Michael? Fantastic. I'm doing really well. Thanks for coming on the show. Have you ever? As how many how many jokers have, have played the uh, the cops theme song as your <laughs> intro music for uh, for an interview? I like it better than I shot the sheriff. You know that. <laughs> oh boy, that <laughs> that was never one of my favorites. No, yeah. Don't <laughs> give him any ideas, sir. Not at all. Hey, it's good talking to you again, Norman. I only see you at KUSI where you do a phenomenal know, job. I saw your neighbor. I saw your name. I said, that, that's the car man from KUSI, right, Dave? <laughs> you got that right, sir. Okay. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thanks. How are you guys doing today? We're just living the dream, uh, you know, and we were really, we, we really look forward to having you come on. Uh, you've just done a really, really phenomenal job, and we appreciate you taking time out of your Sunday to give us a call. Well, I'm squeezing in. I'm watching the finals of the PGA or the uh, PGA Championship, so that's all right, though. <laughs> Put it on pause. Put it on pause. Don't worry about it. <laughs> So how I, I do want to talk about CCWs. I want to spend sure. the majority of talking about CCWs because you know how you know how focused we are on that and how honestly yeah, it's been extremely successful in the last uh, uh, few years and I'm I'm very okay. happy about that. But I wanted to talk about uh, uh, the men and women who work for you and everything that's going on with COVID and everything that's going on with some of the uh, some of the riots. Uh, can you can you talk about that? Is, sure, is, you know, absolutely. Has everybody been okay? Is is everybody getting through it? Or what are your thoughts yeah, on I, that? I think. And let's let's start with the COVID and put the uh, the, the social unrest on, on hold for a minute. COVID, I think our deputies are, are doing you know as well as uh, everybody else. We all have the same frustrations. You know, they have their families and and uh, probably getting cabin fever, although they're going to work and and uh, and concerned about catching and bringing home to their families. It's tough, and I know a lot of them take uh, extraordinary precautions come home change in the garage take all their clothes off you know and, and shower before they go in to be around their families of course we provide all the, the the personal protective equipment for them with gloves masks and and whatever they would need but still when you're out there dealing uh, in the public you can't <laughs> the nature of the job doesn't always allow you to, to socially distance if you if you understand what i mean and then we have our jails where uh uh, where our deputies work and our professional staff work. And uh, we I, I couldn't be prouder of the men and women in our Detention Services Bureau. I think we probably have the best record of any jail in the state of California as far as uh, the numbers of uh, positive COVID tests we've had. Uh, we started early on, back in February, when you saw this kind of going around the world, looking at how we could limit the intake and bringing our numbers down in our jails because we knew we had to have room room to create, you know, isolation and quarantine cells uh, to be able to isolate the uh, the, the possible uh, contaminated individuals. And so we started you know, rapidly doing that and enhanced screening. And then when testing became available, we started testing at intake. So I think the total number of positive inmates we have had uh, since we started COVID back in what February, March has been 58. Uh, that's wow. remarkable. Not one inmate has been hospitalized. I knock on wood as I say that because uh, yeah. it's a pretty unpredictable disease. But that's that's due to the hard work of the men and women in our in our bureau uh, that that really take it seriously. You know, it's, it's the inmates' health, it's their health, and we're all in this together. And we provided 
masked all our inmates. In fact, the, the masks are made by our inmates at our women's detention facility in Las Colinas. So, well, sure, I got to tell you, it's and you know, people can have you know their opinions across the board on masks and social distancing and everything that's going on. I know we all have our opinions, but there is a uh, the, there is a, a, a virus. Um, it, it can be harmful, and when you're uh, you know a deputy, uh, you know, going on calls all day to strangers yep. all over the you know, we just we wish nothing but the best for Absolutely. your staff you. and your Thank and your men and everybody. So we totally understand that. So let's uh, let's talk about CCWs. Um, so I, you're under Sheriff Mike Barnett, and you're the head of licensing. Donna mm-hmm. have been outstanding. Um, Great. Things have uh, uh, been rolling along. Um, we went from about 1,100 issued three years ago to about 42, 43. How many are issued? Do you know how many are issued currently? You, you got the number. We're standing right about 4,200 right now. Mm-hmm. I think uh, when we started this, I want to say it was it would go back and forth between 13 to, to 1,500. But we're right about 4,200 now. Um, speaking of COVID, you know, we shut down our licensing for a, a couple of months at the beginning, which put our backlog even uh, uh, f- further behind, which is unfortunate. We're trying to catch up. We have a new online system, which we hope will expedite the process. You only have to come in once now instead of at least two times in, in the past. It can all be done online, except when you have to come in and get your fingerprints. But it, the, the wait is too long right now. I mean, if you the first appointment available right now is April. Now, we know we're going to bring that down uh, once we kind of get out of this COVID, uh, uh, get people back to work and hopefully get back to some kind of a normal uh, uh, situation here. We can, as you recall, we, we would have appointments uh, like every other Saturday, every third Saturday, we'd have Saturday uh, people come in and work on a Saturday to try to you know, chip away at that backlog. And we're going to keep doing that as we as we get through, like I say, this COVID situation. Yeah, you guys uh, impl- were implementing <laughs> Uh, Permidium is the name of the program that yes, now runs your, uh, your your online uh, system, which is fantastic. I think you know about this system as, about as much as I know about this system. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually, to be honest with you, I introduced it to you guys. I was well, good, yeah. Good. So, and I'm glad you guys picked it up. But the, yeah, I know a lot of other counties have used it with great yeah. success. So. Yeah, but it was it was implemented right at the beginning of March. And then all this COVID stuff wow. hit, and it was like this yeah. double whammy. But your staff and in the licensing department, everybody that works under Donna has been outstanding. I don't know if they get, I don't know if you buy them pizzas or something as a reward, but man, they've been outstanding. So how many? You know, I, I hear that regularly, and it's so much of it boils down to just the attitude of the person you're dealing with. When you ask a question, you you, you know you get a, a courteous answer, and that goes that that makes me feel good when I hear those comments about our staff uh, and the service they're giving to the public you know that's a nice pleasant voice on the other end of the phone goes a long way yeah well, I, th- I think so and i gotta say it starts at the top so you deserve <laughs> well you, you do you deserve the act because if you weren't behind this program then your folks wouldn't be behind this program you know what i mean well, we had a lot of meetings. Michael, you, we go way back on this issue, as you know. Yeah, we do. And I, I think we had a lot of discussions after the, the court case were finally settled. I think we, we sat down, we had a meeting of the minds, and I, I think we came up with a good solution to where, you know, you, you still have to have good cause. Sure. But we looked at we looked at some of those requirements for good cause, and I think we've got a, a good system now. I'm comfortable with it, and I hope your listeners are comfortable with it also. So let's talk a little bit. Let's just, if you have the, I'm not sure if you have the numbers sitting in front of you, but uh, you're issuing about how many per month? About 
40, uh, pardon me, not about 40 a week. So that's 40 a week, yeah. 60 a month. Yeah, we're doing about 40 a week, yeah. uh, which is, you know, not bad. But I, I think, you know, we can speed it up. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. Excellent. It's, it's an issue I think we want to do better at. Excellent. I, I appreciate that very, mu- very much. And you're, do, you, do you have any idea what the approval? I personally haven't seen a turndown. I think I've seen one turndown due to good cause. It may be in the last year, year and a half. I've seen a couple due to background checks, but do you have any idea what the what the, the percentage good cause is? Cause is not the issue. It really isn't. Yeah. Uh, the biggest turndown. We we approve about seventy nine percent of of the uh, CCW permits, and the biggest thing that gets them uh, uh, turned down is the the moral character issue, uh, lying on your application. Um, mm. You know, and, and the sad thing is, uh, we're going to find out if there was a an arrest or a conviction, and, and the rest of the conviction doesn't necessarily deny you the CCW, but lying sure as hell does, you know? <laughs> so that's that's the message you get out there. If you're in doubt about, oh, this happened 10 years ago, 12 years ago, it was no big deal, put it down, because we're going to find out about it. Put it down, and it's not an automatic disqualifier. It depends on case by case. So uh, that's that's where the most of them uh, run afoul of getting their CCWs is uh, under uh, misstating or... <laughs> be more blunt line on your application now the the uh um and i we've actually we've gotten that that message out there we do seminars we try to teach people how to do that one thing that comes up a lot is people are you know we we started teaching seminars hey this is the information that the sheriff is looking for in order to make a determination on on a good cause application and the reason we started doing that is that we were reading encyclopedia, you know, uh, good cause. I mean, pages and pages of good cause. Sure. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? Let's make this easy on the applicant. Let's make it easy on licensing. And let's just show them, hey, here's a format that shows this is basically the information they're looking for. A lot of people are kind of afraid of, well, gee, if it if they know that I got help, uh, you know, that could that could be damaging. But that doesn't that doesn't seem that's not the case. That's not the feedback yeah. I've gotten. Licensing has said, you know what? Thank you so much for making it easier, you know, and showing right. them, hey, you can do this in 13, 14 sentences rather than six pages. Can you can you kind of talk about yeah, absolutely. that? Absolutely, I think I think that's a really a good point. Uh, our underlying uh, rationale has always been when we look at what is good cause. It's it's something that distinguishes you from the average person in the population that requires you or justifies you having a concealed weapon permit. And I think we've talked, you know, at length, different examples of, of not just a particular job, but maybe a type of work. We've talked about real estate people. You always talk about doctors, jewelers, people that are carrying large sums of cash. But there's other areas that I think as we've talked through this issue, uh, we've identified together that have become acceptable. And if you fall into one of those categories, let's not reinvent the wheel. Let's go for it and state that. And and that would probably put you in that uh, good cause requirement. Well, I feel like good I, cause requirement. Yeah. And I, Sheriff, I appreciate everything so much you've done on the CCW subject. I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, but I really want to tell you, I, I, I genuinely appreciate the lines of communication between us and, and your staff and, and how wonderful that's been. And I look forward to a nice, long partnership yeah, uh, and cooperation. And I got to tell you, you know, under Sheriff Mike Barnett deserves a lot of credit. He's done a heck of a good job on this ramrodding. This you've whole just got, He's great. you've just got a good team. That's what that yep. amounts to. And I, and by the way, I live in Alpine, and I can't thank the Sheriff's Department Alpine enough. They're the most supportive 
people to the community and everybody that lives up there. And the rule of thumb for uh, getting yourself a CCW, do not lie. Yep. That's it. All right. Hey, look forward to seeing you at KUSI. I'll show you a couple more cool cars. Great. Thanks, guys. All right, Sheriff. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, educating you on your Second Amendment right. Now, here are your hosts of Gun Owners Radio, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio on FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. A.O. Swart Firearms. Thousands of pandemic buyers just found out what San Diego shooters already knew. A.O. Swart Firearms in El Cajon has the widest selection of guns in the county. A.O. Swart has hundreds of different new and used guns in stock and everything you could want for an AR-15. Whether you're looking for the latest competition rifle, combat pistol, or collectible cowboy iron, you'll find it all at A.O. Sword. They are also professional gunsmiths with a full machine shop. They can clean, repair, upgrade, or even customize your gun, including Cerakote. And don't forget to check out their brand new line of champion safes. Unbelievable. I looked at their display. I don't even know how they got them in that building. Some of those things you could sleep in. So check out A.O. Sword's legal and technical updates on Facebook, or just go to aosword.com. Normally, David would be chatting with us today, but I heard he's taken a little bit of a vacation, so I'm well sure earned. he's out in the desert doing whatever he does, or on a mountain, or in the ocean. Hiding bodies. Hiding bodies. So we had a couple of questions. <laughs> yeah, hiding bodies. So we had, a, we had a question with one of our uh, loyal listeners. And his first comment was, well, what is considered good cause? And then he was listening to Sheriff Gore, and he assumed self-defense is not a good cause. So, excellent question. Thanks for asking. We just had Sheriff Gore on, and he confirmed a lot of things uh, that uh, I think that's the, the first CCW uh, interview he's given in, in, in years. And yeah. he confirmed a lot of things that we've been saying and seeing and working with the Sheriff's Department on. Um, but... Basically, the answer to uh, what is good cause, go to our website, sdcgo.org slash ccw, sdcgo.org slash w, and there is a 15-minute video, there's a good cause worksheet, and then there's a calendar of seminars that we give online. So, I, you know, basically, they're looking for... You know, I do this for a living, or I do this for a hobby, or I do this for a lifestyle, and and the type of person that might attack me because of it is this. So, for example, I'm a contractor. Uh, that's what I do for a living. So, uh, if uh, you know a criminal might attack me because I'm a contractor and I have five thousand dollars in copper wire. You know, so you can't just say, well, I'm a guy and I leave my house and I might get mugged. Well, that's not specific. It's totally uh, random. So self-defense is not not a good cause. Well, just saying self-defense. No. Right. And and I don't there really isn't a place in California where you can just write on the piece of paper self-defense and get if there is. I don't know about it. But in Orange County, Riverside, San Bernardino and San Diego, you're not able to do it. L.A., you're not able to do it. Ventura. So if there's a county out there that's doing that, I don't know about it. You have to articulate. So when in doubt, 
articulate. You have to articulate. Here's what I'm doing. Again, it might be a job. It might be a a, a hobby. It might be a lifestyle. Now, one thing to, to remember is it's it's not your good cause. The, the requirement from the state is that you have to have proof of good cause. Right. So if you're wondering, well, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I do this for a living, and then I also go hiking and camping, and I also am a part of the Kiwanis, so which one do I use? Use the one that has the, the most solid proof. Well, what if you say I'm, a, I'm female, I'm five foot, I weigh 100 pounds? Not, probably not probably not enough what you may want to say is 98 you know, pounds <laughs> what you may want to say is uh if you're a, a female who's five foot 98 pounds you may want to describe well here's what i do for a living Maybe and i I'm carry a, money to the bank because i work at a restaurant don't even have to worry about money just if you if you work for a restaurant you manage a restaurant it, you own a restaurant oh, you don't even have like to that. say that the fact that you're hauling money around nope in fact, I, we recommend you leave that out because if you say, "Hey, I'm I'm giving, I'm putting in, I'm putting in deposits, or I'm carrying money," they're going to want to see three months worth of bank statements to prove that. Oh. And I, so I say, you know what? Leave it out. Don't don't do that because if you're managing a, a restaurant or even working at a restaurant, they, they know what you're doing. Well, you can you say, think. you know, hey, customers, I've had to throw customers out, or if I own the restaurant, or if I manage the restaurant, I've had to fire employees, or I, I have access to ten thousand dollars in inventory yeah. and twenty thousand dollars worth of equipment. So it's it's not that high a bar, but you do need to prove your good cause. Okay, so I've got one for you. Back in nineteen sixty. Six. Yeah. I was in the military and looking for an orange tree, walking down the middle of the Dixie Highway, slightly inebriated, I was taken to the jail to spend the night. <laughs> so how far back do they research your criminal record? Excellent question. So we recommend that you explain any interaction you've had with, with the courts or law enforcement, no farm, no matter how for far your back, entire life. Gotcha. So any interaction with courts or law enforcement for your entire life. Now all you got to do is explain it. Hey, j- just like what you just did. You know, here's what I was doing. Here's what what happened. Here's yeah. what, the, the consequences. Because here's the thing: if they find that, if they found that, Dave, if you, you know, yeah, which it, they probably would, if they found it and you didn't disclose it, then you're lying yeah, to them. Exactly. Well, but, it, it, but it, and it only cost twenty five dollars for me to get out, and they said. I was the nicest prisoner they had ever arrested. I even took the keys and locked myself in. Did you get oh, that written nice. down somewhere? Nice. No, but boy, did I feel terrible the next day. Yeah, Ooh. the reality is. But if you, by the way, if you tell them, then they'll say, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. Not a big deal. We don't care. But if you don't tell them and they find it, right. you just lied to them. Well, exactly. And, and all you have to do is watch what's been in the news where people have you know, not told the truth and they found it. Right. It, it had nothing to do with what you did. It's the fact that you lied and you didn't tell them. Right. Well, and the reality is, too, everybody has a good cause statement. I mean, if, if uh, or has a good cause, if you look on our website and look at the examples and everything, and unless you wake up in the morning and go to the living room and just sit there and wait until nighttime and go back to bed, yeah. uh, unless you're in that situation, everybody has a good cause yeah. and you can come up with something. Um, and, and isn't that just a small portion of the process to get you a CCW? It's yes. not the main reason you're going to get a CCW because they're going to want to look at your record. They're going to want to look at your history. They're going to want to know who well, you are, right? It really well, that's is the easy. Check, yeah. 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 But uh, it really is not that difficult at all. I mean, the, uh, you know, if you want to take it, the thing that takes you the most time to do, I guess, is the right to the good cause statement. But again, 
we've got on our website, uh, Michael Kent with a great step-by-step worksheet. So it's, you know, and it's like, okay, you have a statement that says this, you know, here's a sentence, here's an example, here's a sentence, here's an example. And there's several dozen examples of good cause statements that people have used and been successful with. So if you just think about it a little bit, everybody has a reasonable good cause statement that'll work just If somebody has a question, they're going on the website, sdcgo.org backslash ccw, and they're looking at it and they're having a question. Who could they go to? Excellent question. So there's two things that you do. You can info, uh, you can email us at info at stcgo.org, or you can go on one of our online seminars for free. We have one coming up, and uh, you know I don't have the date in front of me, but it's on the calendar, um, and you can you can sit through the seminar. You don't need any special software. All you do is click, and boom, you're 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 in a seminar with us. It's really really easy. Okay. Um, but we are uh, if you if you need help with your good cause statement, email us. If you have a question, email us. We spend a lot of time helping. And people. Sheriff Gore really complimented you on that because you know you were saying that people said, "Oh well, I got to be careful." You know, if they find out I cheated or yeah, I got like help, yeah. but I think he appreciates it because it takes all the rhetoric out of trying to process the right. the paperwork if they know it's done. Because you're not asking anybody to lie; you're asking everybody, "Here's what you need to do to get your CCW." Right. You just don't lie. That's the key. This is the information you need to provide. This is what they're looking for. In about 13 sentences in order to get your CCW. It's that simple. Now, listen, everybody that's listening, everybody that's on Facebook right now, we all think that this... Uh, that the CCWs are too expensive and they're right. too hard to get in California. So it's not like we're, you know, I don't want you to hear what 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 we're saying and think, well, gee, I think the system stinks. We think the system stinks. We want it to be shall issue, just like most other states. But we're just but, giving you but, a tool to get through all this right. rhetoric. But it used to be impossible. Yeah. Now it's just kind of hard. It's so, 50 bucks. In, it's but 50, it's not that bad. It's 50 bucks in Texas. Yeah. You walk in, you hand them the money, you sign a piece of paper, yeah. and you walk out. Out. Yeah, and if you want it to be better, join San Diego County Get right. Get and your fight friends the to fight. join. Fight the fight. And we'll make it better. Yeah. But it's just not that bad. I mean, really, one of the biggest challenges is kind of getting out of your own way. You know, a lot of people can try to outthink, you know, their own good cause. And and really what they're saying is, well, gee, I don't really I don't go to work or I don't go doing this activity thinking I'm going to get yeah, attacked. Don't overthink it. But, you know, but is it a realistic uh, possibility? Yeah, it's a realistic possibility. So all you have to do is truthfully articulate what that is, what you do, and yeah. why and the type of were, person. Or were you situation. surprised how positive he was? No, no. You know, I, I, so I mean, listen, in the last three years, so in the two, the first two years and, and about the eight years leading up to San Diego County Gun Owners, he and I didn't exactly see eye to eye on things. Right. And That's that, my point. And that wasn't a secret. But in the last three years... Um, Something's changed. Well, he, his policy changed. But here's the thing. Um, it was it was never personal. We were always professional and right. cordial to each other. Right. When we saw each other at events, we'd shake hands and say hello. But we had a policy difference. We didn't attack him personally. We didn't uh, right. march in the streets and call him names. We we did what it took to uh, show him another way, and and now you isn't know, that what politics used to be like? It's where you could actually have a conversation, difference I, of opinion, but yet go have a beer afterwards. At San Diego County Gun Owners, that's still how what it's like, and that's why we're effective. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and to Sheriff Gore's credit too, once he made the decision to go that way and change his policy, he stood he stood right behind it, so he has not reneged yeah, on yeah, it or he, anything. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't so doing it to get elected. He, he, he kept his word, and, and that's. Uh, 
Great Hold credit. On a second. Look, he's going to read something. I, so before we go to break, uh, somebody uh, called in and, and said, hey, I, I went looking for the book from our previous guest, oh, yes. Stephen Halbrook. I think he pronounces it Halbrook, to be honest with you. But it's I just want to spell it S-T-E-P-H-E-N-H-A-L-B-R-O-O-K. Stephen Halbrook. Um, it's the Founder's Second Amendment. So we just wanted to clarify that. Stephen with a P-H. Halbrook with an with an H A L at the and you the, get it at Amazon. Get it can, at Amazon. It's, it's just a couple bucks. You get it at Mike's house. He's yeah, got a copy. I do. Actually, he'll loan you one. I have a couple copies. Yeah, I'm sure. Signed. <laughs> I'll sign it. Okay, cool. As long as you sign it, we're good to go. <laughs> right next to my signed uh, version of the Bible. All right. That's Ooh, it. nice. All right, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio on FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. This is Gun Owners Radio, fastest two hours on the West Coast on FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. California assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key. Convert any mil-spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight full bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications. And no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford at Cali Key. Go to CaliKey.com, K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with the comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does U.S. Law Shield. What's your plan after you defend yourself or your family? Consider a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at uslawshield.com. That's uslawshield.com. Home mortgage interest rates have dropped, and if you're looking to buy or refi or maybe considering a reverse mortgage, you need to call a local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call our buddy Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage for nearly 25 years. Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Give Chris a call at 619-722-1303 or just go to primeres.com backslash alpine. Now, the most favorite segment of this two hours, Stump My Nephew, and that would be Sam the Gunman. All right. Every week we have a segment called Stump My Nephew. Sam the Gunman is my 20-year-old nephew, soon to be 21, um, and he is extremely good at uh, at uh, gun trivia. So we have people write in, and if we use your question on the air, you get a T-shirt. If you stump my nephew, you also get a hat. <laughs> so this week's question, Sam, are you ready, buddy? I hope so. I, <laughs> I do as well. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, so Nicole from San Marcos asks, what's the difference between a holographic sight and a reflex sight? 
Thanks very much for the question, Nicole. Um, and this is a, a particularly relevant question for um, for you personally, which I'll get to later. So um, because this is the year 2020 and we have technology now, we don't have to use mechanical sights anymore uh, on our firearms. Um, and so on, on most sort of fighting rifles, you'll see um, that, that people keep for personal defense, you know, home defense, that kind of thing. Um, you'll see some kind of electro-optical sight, usually a reflex sight or a holographic sight. Now, a holographic sight, like an EOTech, consists of a piece of glass with a reticle basically embedded inside it that you can't see until a laser diode illuminates it from below. Um, and uh, so you see a floating reticle there. Uh, a reflex sight, like an aim point or like... Um, uh, you know, various other manufacturers make these, but Aimpoint was one of the first big ones. Um, uses a light-emitting diode to project a virtual reticle onto a curved lens-shaped piece of glass, uh, which is then reflected back into your eye. Either way, the reflect. Sorry. Either way, the effect is basically the same which is that you have some kind of aiming dot or, or other reticle that appears to move with your head. Um, and so once it's zeroed, the dot will be pointed where the barrel of your gun is pointed, if that makes any sense. Uh, but all of you probably have experience with these. So so what? So what's the – yes, that's the answer. That's fantastic. It's amazing. Uh, and uh, you, you did a great job. But what uh, what's the advantage of one over the other? Well, you know, is does does EOTech have a particular? I think they're just about the only holographic one that I know. Most of the other ones are reflex. But is there a particular advantage over one over the other? Or what can the only us? company other than EOTech, to my knowledge, that makes um, and sells a the only company to my knowledge that sells a holographic site in the United States other than EOTech is Vortex. Oh yeah, they're uh, UH one. Uh, site is holographic. Um, the big advantage with reflex sites is that there are a lot more options out there, and they're always much smaller and lighter, and they have exponentially better battery life uh, by orders of magnitude. You can see sometimes 50,000-hour battery life versus like one or 2,000-hour battery life. The big advantage to a holographic site, uh, well, the advantages are twofold. Uh, first, they look cool. Um, that's, of course, the most important part. Amen. Uh, second, if you use a flip-over magnifier of some sort, which is becoming increasingly popular, uh, the reticle of a reflex sight will be magnified with the, uh, with the magnification of the target, whereas on a holographic sight, because um, EOTech makes their, op uh, their optics with magical fairy dust, the reticle is not magnified. So your one MOA center aiming dot um, stays, well, technically it turns into a one-third MOA if you use a 3X magnifier, but um, it the reticle appears the same size <laughs> while the Joe's, field of view is magnified, if that makes any sense. Joe's laughing at your, at your expertise. He, he, it's the engineer. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he, he, this is just how he talks, Joe. Like this is just how he talks. He's he's a he's a really really smart guy. Um, so listen, man. Um, one of the things I've noticed is when I look through an EOTech, from what I understand, there's a certain percentage of the population who who has this issue with their eyes. When I look through an EOTech, 
I don't see a perfect circle and a little dot. I see a bunch of little dots that make up that circle. And it's actually, it's a little fuzzy and it's a, it's a really very distracting. I didn't realize that that was happening until I started talking to other people and saying, hey, you know, is my EOTech broken? And, and I actually had to draw it out and say, hey, is this what you see? And they'd say, yeah, that's what I see. And I'd say, well, that's not what I see. I actually see a bunch of little dots that make up this circle. But with a reflex, when I look through a reflex, I don't have that problem at all. How much do you know about that issue? Um, that would be a question to ask your father rather than your nephew, um, <laughs> given that he is a doctor of internal medicine. Yeah. Um, though he, uh, he isn't an ophthalmologist or, uh, an optician or, uh, any kind of eye doctor. So I don't know. Um, it, it has to do with, with the, the variations between people's eyes. Like for example, people with astigmatisms can't use reflex sites very well because the aiming dot will appear blown out and star shaped. Mm. And, um, some people have problems with holographic sites and various other things, but, for people who can use them effectively, um, they, they really can be a game changer. What do you use? Uh, personally, I use reflex sites um, because... Which one do you use? Uh, on, on my RDB, I have a Vortex Spark, uh, which is just a simple 20 millimeter red dot. Um, on my AR-15 that I'm in the middle of building but can't get the rest of the parts for, um, I have a hollow sun that I've actually already bought the optic, a hollow sun 510, um, which is a, a really cool optic because it has a nice big viewing window like an EOTech, but it has all kinds of neat features you only get from reflex sites, like it's solar powered, um, things like that, really long battery life. Yeah, Joe and I were talking, there might be a uh, hollow sun uh, uh, gear review uh, coming up here. I think uh, we might have to see if we can finagle one and, and compare it to an EOTech. I used to be a huge EOTech fan, but the battery life is, is horrible. I mean, it just is horrible. I think if you're a, if you're a Marine or you're a Navy SEAL and, and you know, like, hey, I'm jumping off the, the, the transport and, you know, my mission starts right now and you can turn that on, I think it's, it's perfect. Um, but for a bump in the night gun, when it, you know, it's just sitting there until you hear the bump in the night, uh, the EOTech just just doesn't 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 quite compare. So I'm hoping the Hollow Sun will uh, take that play. I, I have I have a, a Trigicon right now, but I'm hoping that Hollow Sun will actually be. It, it, it looks like it solves all the EOTech problems, but I'm not sure yet. We're gonna have to gear review it, Joe. It really is an awesome piece of glass. Uh, most of my coworkers actually have that exact model um, because it's so cool and it's got all kinds of useful features. Um, and it, it, it's really a, a pretty good do everything reflex site, I think. Well, excellent job, man. Um, were you prepared at all for this question? Did anybody reach out to you and say, Hey, here's the question this week? No, nobody did. No? But, um, I was pretty prepared for this one because I get that question all the time in the shop <laughs> and, um, I, but I very often don't explain the difference in how they work to people because most people either don't care or can't understand it. So I, I just tell them uh, that the effect is the same, EOTechs are heavier, um, and that because EOTech puts magical fairy dust inside, the reticle isn't magnified with a magnifier. 
and that that works for for about 99 percent of people well there we all go. we all care and the only one that didn't understand was me so everybody this all worked well yeah you did a great job as usual all right buddy hey uh we'll talk to you next week and i think your birthday will have already passed so happy birthday oh. yeah happy birthday buddy Thanks very much. All right. We're going to take a No, we're not. We're going to talk about We're going to leave here in a moment. That's it. We're done. So, hey, you podcast listeners, make sure you listen to the first and second hour of any of your podcast outlets. And we want to thank all of our sponsors, the Gun Range San Diego, Firearms Legal Protection, San Diego County Gun Owners, U.S. Law Shield, Cali Key, PRMI Mortgage, the Dillon Law Group, AO Sword Firearms, and, of course, Michael Schwartz, Joe Germisi, Sam the Gunman, and Brendan Thomas. And go to gunownersradio.com for podcasts and up-to-date information. And if you still want to go to Gun Prom, it's been moved out till October 3rd. Chairs are still available, and so are tables. Just go to sandiegocountygunowners.org, stcgo.org, backslash prom. All right, guys, it was a blast. Thank you very much. Say goodbye. Take care. You say goodbye. Thank you. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.